0: Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen with the Makers of Minnesota. I am known for suggesting local products and highlighting Minnesota companies through my networks. I utilize my personal assets with stephaniesdish.com and the Makers of Minnesota podcast to help amplify brands. If you'd like to take that experience a little bit further, I would love to help you. The way we can do that is through social media management, where I help you with your Facebook and your Instagram posts. So many of the entrepreneurs that I know just hate doing social media, and I love it. I can also help you with PR publicity, getting the word out about your products. Maybe you need some recipe development, or maybe you need someone that can help you find some influencers that will actually move the needle on getting your product bought. You can find me at marketing at gmail.com. That's marketing at gmail.com. If you want to explore ways to amplify your brand in 2021. This is Stephanie Hansen, and you're listening to The Makers of Minnesota, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. And during the pandemic, I've been talking to them from my closet. And today I'm talking to Larry Sickman, who is the founder of a cool company called Lakesupply.com. And Larry is like most of us, got kids at home, homeschooling the dogs. It's just total chaos in most households now that I'm podcasting with, and I'm sitting in my closet. Larry, how you doing today?
1: Good morning. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining the podcast. I've I've always wanted to talk to somebody like you. So what Larry does is he designs graphic designs, clothing based around people's favorite lakes. Larry, did, are you a lake or cabin person? How did you get into this?
1: Yeah, I am a, a lake cabin owner, but primarily um, it it kind of inspiration kind of struck me when I had a trip to the North Shore. I had had a hard time finding something to take back with me as a designer. I don't know if it's if it's that or just uh, I'm kind of picky about the way my designs look that I'm that I'm wearing on a T-shirt or something that I kind of feel like they uh, need to represent me. And I looked and looked and looked, and when I found a shirt that I thought was a cool design, I got back to work and actually saw somebody else with the identical shirt. Only it had a different location on it and so the one i bought said north shore and the one this person had was like madeline island or something sure. and i just felt like something needed to be done to bring a little originality to to the places we love minnesota and the midwest and I, I kind of kicked that around for a couple of years, but I just never really took action on it. And then I was I was heading up to I was going to be heading up shortly to Red Lake for an ice fishing trip, and I thought, well, I'm just going to do some hand lettering. I'm going to see what I can do with Red Lake. Well, Red Lake was very easy. It's in the shape of a D, <laughs> um, yeah. and the design I have on my website is it's got a an R and an E, and then <laughs> Red Lake is the D. That's not how that one originally started. That one was um, a bit more complex, but some of them I kind of come and revisit. But Superior was one of the first ones that I had done, though, because that was kind of where this whole thing um, came from.
0: So do you feel like you're doing, you're obviously a graphic designer, and what you're doing is designs that sometimes have the shape of a lake, sometimes are inspired with fonts by the lake. Do you feel like the design element is kind of in the font treatment and how it's applied?
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, it's the the every lake is a different shape and every lake has a different name, almost unless it's Long Lake or or something right. like round that. Lake. There, there's there Round Lake, Long Lake, yeah. So, I really don't know how I'm going to approach the design until I actually sit down and start and start drawing because the shape of the lake really dictates what I'm going to do. And, you know, the, I just had added um, Dead Lake and Kind of like, boy, what do I do with that? You know, sometimes <laughs> sometimes I think about the name and if, if anything uh, pops into up into my head that kind of gives me some inspiration, I'll I'll kind of roll with that. I didn't want it to be like, you know, Dead Lake being uh, a Halloween font or something like right. that. <laughs> I, I, a lot of times I don't go for the obvious. Um, I kind of go the opposite direction.
0: When you think about a lake, like I noticed my lake is not on your site. It's Burnside Lake. Uh-oh. That's okay. Uh, we're like Lake Vermilion, where we're a large lake with lots of islands. So I think it's probably a difficult topography. With that said, how do you decide what lakes to do? Is it by request or basically what are most popular?
1: Mainly lately, it's by request. Uh, if I don't have enough requests to keep to keep my uh, creative itch scratched, I'll I'll just go for something that uh, maybe a lake that I, I really like the name. Maybe I'm fond of the lake. Maybe I know I know somebody that knows somebody that, that's on the right. lake, and I think that hey, if I put this on the website, my friend might show it to their friend, and they might spread it, spread word about it.
0: It's a full time uh, job for you, Larry.
1: It isn't. Um, I've been doing it for a couple of years, but it it kind of. Started out as a, as a passion project. I've been in digital design for a local consultancy for almost 10 years. Well, yeah, over, just over nine years. And felt myself getting away from kind of the... I love what I do. Don't get me wrong. I love sure, what I do at sure. my, my full-time job. But I really like sitting down and, and, and hand lettering, uh, getting away from the computer and, and doing things with my hand, doing things with paper, pen and paper so yeah, like I said, I've been doing it for a couple of years, but it's, it's really just kind of a passion project, but it's really kind of, it's turning into um, something that, that could be a a full-time gig for me. Um, Right.
0: Because I would imagine you can take these sort of designs right now, you're applying them to t-shirts and hoodies. And I would imagine, like I saw one guy that had a similar type of theory, but he was doing it on burning it on wood tables.
1: Yeah. That's, that's the problem. I I started out with t shirts. Um, I always kind of followed cotton bureau and, and things like that places that um, or it just even solo designers, they might sell some shirts on uh, drawing a blank on what sites they are. So I've always been thinking about, oh, I'd love to have a series of t-shirts. And then I've had some customers asking for coffee cups or coffee mugs. They wanted to see it on a sticker. They wanted to see it on a canvas print or something that they can hang in their cabin or lake home. So then it, it kind of expanded from t-shirts to all the things. <laughs> um, right. So, I, but... but go ahead.
0: <laughs> okay. So you're in a new spot now, Larry. So Larry, how does this work? You do the designs and then is it like a print on demand website or do you have to carry inventory?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. It's a, a print on demand. Everything is drop ship. So customers can just come to my site, place an order. That order goes to my partner, which will print and ship from, from there. Um, I do have stickers that I inventory since they're small and I can I can handle that sort of inventory on my own and I ship ship those all personally.
0: Explain to the listener cuz I think some people that have brands want to do more merchandise but they don't know how so can you describe what print on demand is and how you chose the vendor that you use
1: yeah so print on demand is something that you can there's quite a few companies that do print on demand and they also do embroidery and there's different types of printing as well but that allows designers to simply design Um, they don't they they can keep designing if they wish there's a lot of designers that might live in apartments. They might uh, not have the facilities to store large quantities of product. And you're not going to have the profit margins that, that you would have if you place bulk orders for, for a lot of products or for your product. But the the angle that I kind of took with uh, my offering is that I I can create, you know, 10,000 designs if I want.
0: Right. Um,
1: if I wanted to do 10,000 light. So... You know, I don't even know if some of the designs will sell. There are some designs on my site that I have not sold, but I spent the first year just designing and I think I did 50 of them the first year and now I'm getting close to 100. And so what that does, it just allows me to to keep designing. There's a lot of maintenance um, in order as you keep adding product, you need to ensure all of those designs are on all of the products. But then you also need to, there's a lot of things like the pricing and keywords and tagging and things like that, that I need to do in, in the website in order to make sure it's found out there on, on the interwebs. So it isn't that, you know, it's just a one and done. You just can keep designing. There's, there is a lot of website maintenance and things like that as well.
0: Yeah. And how did you decide, who did you end up going with?
1: I'm using Printful. I had done some quality, some samples to check out the quality. It seemed like that that for the products that I was interested in at the start, uh, that they were the best partner to go with. They are located throughout the world, but they do have locations um, in California and, and Carolina or South South Carolina. I think they're adding some more like in Indianapolis, Texas and things like that. Too, sure. So
0: so if you wanted to do like let's just I'm gonna say a a tablecloth, but they didn't have that on the website. You're are you restricted to using whatever it is that they supply?
1: Yeah, yep, definitely. I I only can apply my designs to products that they offer. There are other companies out there that I've been digging around on that offer other things than what I'm currently offering, like pint glasses and tea towels, things like that, Yep. that, you know, maybe bandanas. So in that case, I can reach out and use other print on demand suppliers as well. It would just require me to sync up my e-commerce store with them.
0: Right. How did you learn how to do all of those types of things? Or have you just learned by trial and error?
1: Oh, just probably trial and error, I guess. Being uh a user experience designer, I kind of know the ins and outs of a, a lot of uh, e-commerce things and, sure. and and websites and digital products. So uh, I picked it up fairly quickly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So when I think a designer, it's funny. And you said digital designer, I'm thinking like web ads, which I'm sure that's part of it too. But you know, you're talking about like the user experience and the end experience from someone that logs on to something and the whole SEO and tagging and that whole piece you know, that's a lot for a lot of small business owners, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. It's it's something that I think that goes by the wayside. So I do what I can do and I think I'm doing things right, but I'm probably not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, I think that there are a lot of people in the same boat that, you know, I, I'm doing what I love. I like to do the the designing, all that other stuff. Sometimes I'm kind of putting my head in the sand, I think. I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm doing what I... What I'm supposed to be doing on Shopify. I'm doing what's recommended and I don't really know what I'm missing, what I'm not doing. Right. So that that's that's a big part of it. That I'm just kind of unsure. You know, I don't know what I don't know. I don't know how I can be doing better. So yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I've experienced that too. How do people find you currently or how do you market
1: like supply.com? So I have a I have a newsletter that kind of Keeps existing customers in the loop for any new product, and also, I mean, it, you don't need to be a, a customer to be receiving the newsletter. But a lot of a lot of previous customers are are on the newsletter. You can go to my website and sign up for that. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook uh, at Lake Supply Co. And then I'm also on Etsy, which I do sell smaller items on there, some lapel pins and stickers on etsy and i think i get a bit of traffic from my etsy customers finding out about my other products after they've purchased this one Uh, i just send some information along with the product that they buy on etsy to drive them to to my site so in terms of marketing though um, it's been very minimal i post to instagram occasionally Um, when I add products to my website, they also get added to Facebook now, which I think that's something that's fairly new. Mm -hmm. So if I, if I add, if I add, well, if I add something to Instagram, it also just pushes it to Facebook as like, I've I've noticed it's like individual posts. So if I post a series of 10 images on Instagram, there'll be 10 posts on Facebook, which is Kind of, I think, would be annoying because if you're trying to tell a story and then Facebook breaks those up into individual posts, those images don't make sense by themselves sometimes.
0: Right. Yeah. And so what's interesting about what you're saying to me is, so I've always toyed with this idea of having products, I guess, as it were. So whether it's dishes or two towels or whatever, myself. Just because of the brands that I run, I think there could be some synergies there. And yet, just listening to you, it's like, okay, you're running an Instagram, you're running a Facebook, you're running a Shopify site, you're running a print-on-demand site, you're running an Etsy site. Did I miss anything?
1: No, that's about it.
0: Yeah. So it seems <laughs> like once you get the design, which is obviously the the fun part, that then there's all mm-hmm. of this other back-end About how much time do you think you spend a week on the back-end pieces versus the designing?
1: Well, it depends on how much I decide to do. Like, if I do have a long list of designs, many times I will, once I finish a design, I'll make sure I put it on the website. But I may not do all of the SEO things. Right. Um, I may not ensure I kind of leave that for... A rainy day, or you know, yeah, kind of kick, kick that can down the road. But it does make for a long weekend of of work, doing very monotonous things per week. I probably, de- depending on how busy I am with other things like uh, kids' baseball and and right. things like that, and and I my full time job, I probably spend five to ten hours, maybe twenty if if I'm if I'm really busy. Yeah.
0: Well, we're getting into lake season, and you're podcast here. Well, I'm quite a ways ahead. I just realized you probably won't post until mid-July, but it is prime lake season. What's your most popular lake design?
1: I'd have to say um, Lake Superior is really popular. And I think part of that is because I have my stickers on Etsy and it's a, it's a small, you know, I think they're only like 350 or something like that, but I'm, I'm shipping Lake Superior stickers all over the country to different countries. Lake Superior is just such an iconic lake. And, and I didn't realize really how far and wide, you know, the love for Lake Superior is. Right. Um,
0: it's a beautiful spot. It's a beautiful spot. And it attracts people from all over the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, this yeah. is uh, super fun to talk to you. Did we cover sort of getting the word out about you? It's lakesupply.com. And if people have a lake that's not featured and they want to ping you, how do they do that?
1: They can go to my website and find uh, go on the About section, and uh, there should be a, a link in there. Otherwise, you can give out my email address as well, at larry at lakesupply.com. And I also wanted to mention that I I just started something new this year. I'm donating 5% of the proceeds, 5% of my profits to Minnesota Lakes and Rivers Advocate, and they help lake and cabin owners protect their lakes or, right. or be, be a spokesperson for for the lakes. And I, I felt like that. That, that was really a good tie in with with my products. If you're a, a lake home or, or cabin owner, you can make the purchase and you're essentially helping out your, your lake.
0: Yeah. I love that. And give back models are so popular and really people like to do business with companies that have give back models. So that's smart. Mm -hmm,
1: mm
0: -hmm. All right, Larry, thank you for joining us on makers of Minnesota today and good luck with the lakes.
1: Thank you very much. Okay. We'll talk to you
0: soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.